Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. How are we doing this morning? What a powerful testimony of God's protection. God really wants to protect us, you know. And, and Katrina, I really hope that you're at peace now. That it doesn't matter, you know, what, what you're busy with during the day. You can fully trust that God will take care of your children. Because we don't know. We don't know what assignments the enemy has against us as we're going about our everyday life. But the word of God says that he goes before us. He goes before us. And as long as we trust in him, he will take care of us. Amen. All right, so this morning, um, I just want to remind us (laughs) that this week we are fasting and praying. And some of you have already started. Who has started this morning? Okay, today is day one. Some of you are maybe eating throughout the day and then you're starting at 6 o'clock this evening. Who's starting this evening? (laughs) Okay, so I really just want to encourage us, let us pray and fast together. We'll be having prayer every evening as usual from 5.30 until 7. For those who couldn't always make it on Mondays. Um, you felt like Monday was just not a good day for you. This week, you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We will be here praying. And we're really going to focus on Namibia. We're going to focus on social issues in this nation. We're going to pray and declare God's kingdom here in this nation. So I want us to rally around that and really focus on what God wants to do in this nation. Because we are the people that God has called to stand in the gap, to intercede so that he can move on behalf of this nation. If God's people are not standing in prayer, if we're not being the watchmen that we're called to be, then anything goes. But if we can stand at the city gates and say this far no longer, then we will see um, just the power of God moving in this nation. And just to remind us, again, for those who still haven't signed up, we've got the soaking camp this coming weekend. Yeah, so Stephen Haynes, yeah, you can put that photo up. Um, he will be our guest speaker. He's also preaching here next week, Sunday. And he will be hosting that camp with some of our leaders at the YWAM base. And so um, you're in for a powerful weekend. If you haven't signed up for Friday night into the Saturday morning, it's out. It's out of, um, out of Ventuk. Yeah, and just a reminder for the Connect leaders that we've got empowering leaders on the 3rd of um, August. If you haven't done it, please join this one. It's $50 per leader, and it will help you take your leadership to the next level. Amen. Okay, let's continue. Uh, we've been doing the series on the Holy Spirit for the past one, two weeks. This is our third week now. We started at looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit last week. And we're continuing today. We looked at that scripture in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 11, that mentions all the gifts. And it reads as follows. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, 
distributing to each one individually as he wills. And then we said that the gifts of the Spirit are divided into three categories. Yeah? And we looked at what those categories were. We saw that there's a, the category of inspirational gifts, which is the, word, the, uh, the prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Then we looked and we said there are also revelation gifts, as mentioned in that passage, which is the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And then we said there's also what we call the power gifts. Yeah, which is faith, uh, the, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and works of miracles. Amen. Okay? And last week, we looked at the inspiration gifts. We looked at what is prophecy in the church, what is the word of wisdom, I mean not word, <laughs> what is prophecy, what is speaking in tongues, and what is the interpretation of tongues. So today we're going to continue, and we're going to look at the revelation gifts. And these are the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. So I want to pray now before we continue. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just want to thank you so much for these gifts, Lord. We want to thank you that you've poured out your Holy Spirit upon each and every single one of your children. And therefore, we pray this morning that as we continue to, to learn about these gifts, Lord, you will back it up with your demonstration, with your empowerment, oh Father God, that indeed we will be able to move in these gifts, oh Father God. We thank you for a stirring and an unlocking. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are in this place and you want to minister to each and every single person this morning. And we just thank you for, for just hearts to be open to Father God and that we will just uh, engage with you and have godly encounters with you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So the revelation gifts, these are gifts that God has given the church, which is you and I, huh? to be able to have divine revelation concerning certain things that are happening either in our own personal lives, in the lives of somebody else or a group of people or a nation without knowing it naturally but through the Holy Spirit. Okay? And you know, sometimes we get so excited when we're watching movies. We love watching super movies, superhero movies, you know. And you look at these characters and you're like, wow, this guy can do this. They're climbing up walls or they're just jumping. And they're doing amazing things that the natural person cannot do. But seldom do we think and remember that God has also given us supernatural abilities through his Holy Spirit. He wants the world to look at the children of God and marvel and say, wow, how did they do that? How did they know that? God has poured out his Holy Spirit as a seal to us to empower us and set us apart as his children so that we will be able to move even in the gifts of the Holy Spirit to show the world what it is to serve God and that this God is a powerful gift. And it's not just enough to know about these gifts, but it's better when we operate in them. Because remember last week I said, these are weapons, and these are tools that God has given us. Imagine working so hard in your own strength to get to, to something, when eventually you step aside and you start praying, God reveals something to you, and you're thinking, ah, why didn't I just pray in the first time, in the first place, and just listen to what the Lord is saying? Yeah? Because God wants to speak to us constantly. He wants to reveal what he's doing in the world. 
He always says that the word of God says that God cannot do anything without revealing it to his friends, the prophets first. And we are called to be a prophetic people. God is looking for people whom he can share his hearts with, with his heart with, the secrets of his heart with, where he can share what is it that's coming next. Now, everything is not just hidden and just put there aside so that we're just living by chance and just saying, oh, this is working out, that's not working out. No, God has set us on a path. He's directing our lives. As he's directing our lives, there are certain people he wants us to meet. There are certain people he wants us to impact their lives. There are certain people that will impact our lives that will just unlock destiny and his purpose here on earth. So it is important for us to know these gifts and walk in them. Now the first one that we're going to look at is the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom, the gift of the word of wisdom. What is the word of wisdom? Is it the gift of wisdom? Some people say, I've got the gift of wisdom. I know all things, understand all things, see all things. Okay? That's not how it works. I'll, I'll read what I've written there. The word of wisdom is the divine revelation and insight, or the ability to have the divine revelation and insight about future things or events. This is where God reveals to you by his spirit what is going to happen in the future. And the future doesn't mean to be 50 years from now. It can be tomorrow. It can be next week. It can be in five years' time. And you will see that a lot of people came out when, when, when the states, when they, had, uh, when they had elections. And a lot of people would share how they knew that Donald Trump was going to be the next president. Even though it looked like a joke to most people, even though towards the end it almost looked like he wasn't going to make it, but he made it. There were people who got a word from the Lord. The Lord revealed it to them. Nah? And they were called to see, to pray and intercede and stand in the gap. Now the word of wisdom is always about a, a future event. And usually when God gives you a word of wisdom, he also gives you the, 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 the wisdom to know how this revelation or, or how to, to, to go about um, what to do with the information that you got. Like you'll get a revelation and then what must I do based on this revelation to make sure that things work out in this way. Yeah? So it is, it is really something that is so powerful, especially when, when you want to know what's coming. And you know, today people are looking for answers. They have so many questions concerning the future, concerning what to do next, concerning where to go next. And in, instead of people having to turn to fortune tellers, horoscopes, palm readers, tea leaf readers, and all sorts of diviners, how about just coming to the church, coming to the Lord, and hearing the voice of God? Because he created us anyway. He knows what's next for us. So the word of wisdom is really about that. And we'll see in the Bible, there are so many examples. The way you usually receive it, it could be through a dream of the night. You're just sleeping and you have a dream about something or you in it concerning the future. It could be a night vision. A vision is different from a dream. A dream, usually you're sleeping, you're deep in the sleep. But a vision, you may, you may just be sitting even in a classroom. And the next thing you just see like a, 
something that looks like a screen in front of you where things are happening. And you're like, am I imagining this? Am I there? What's happening? No? Or you can be caught up in the spirit. We see John. John was caught up in the spirit when when he wrote the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation was a word of wisdom, basically. Because God was showing John things that are to come in the near future. Well, okay, maybe not near future. Years and years away after Jesus has walked this earth. Okay? So he was caught up in the spirit and the Lord revealed all this to him. And then, um, yeah, we, we see the first instance, we see it in, in, in Genesis. When, when Noah was building the ark, God revealed to Noah that there is a flood coming. Because I have to wipe out these people because the sin and and the corruption in the hearts of men has grown so much that it cannot be contained. And he said to Noah, I'm going to build, I want you to build an ark. Yeah? So the word of wisdom was, there is a flood coming and it's going to wipe out all living creatures. And the counsel to Noah was, I want you to to build an ark with these dimensions so that you will be able to fit in there with your family and all different kind of animals will come in. Nah? So that not everything is, is wiped away. So God showed Noah what is to come and he showed him what he needs to do to be preserved for him and his family to, to, be, uh, to, to not fall into that. And, and we see that when, when he was the only person who knew what was coming, And even though he was telling people, people were looking and thinking, this is madness. How will there be a flood? There's never been a flood. What is a flood? What does it even look like? How can it even happen? And, and, And he had to trust, for 120 years, he had to trust God. That what God has spoken is true. And he was telling the people a flood is coming and nobody was listening. And then it came. And you will see that when God gives you a word of wisdom, it's knowledge about a future event. It's coming. But a lot of the time, it may seem crazy. It may seem like madness to those who are here that do not perceive it. And I remember even as, as um, we're having now a, a drought in a country, I remember a friend of mine sharing how one of our common, um, we have a common friend, and he was sharing, you know, this person actually came to tell me, and, and this friend of mine is a farmer, he said, this person came to tell me that we're going to experience one of the most severe droughts in Namibia. And the Lord showed him that there's going to be a drought and we need to prepare for it and all that, you know. And it actually happened. And it was just like, if, if only I knew what and how to prepare for this because we are in it right now. We are caught up in it. So God wants to reveal these things that are coming to happen. Remember that prophetic word that we were reading last week about Namibia? praying into, and the prophet said that they, 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 it's going to get worse before it gets better. Things will be exposed in our nation. Things have been exposed. Things, I mean, it, it, the economic situation is really bad. Yeah? But she said, but God is saying, I'm holding you as a nation, and I'm bringing you into your destiny. You're coming forth, and you're going you're gonna to experience his power and his grace in this next season. So God wants to reveal these things. And one of the, the yeah, so we see um, the, the word of wisdom. Um, just more examples here. 
Pharaoh had a word of wisdom in, in, when he had that dream. The dream of seven fat cows, seven lean cows, eating up the fat cows, you know that dream? And, and, and Joseph was able to interpret that dream as there is a time coming, you're, you're going to be in a great time, full of harvest and plenty, and then it's going to get very bad for the next seven years. And this is what you must do so that your country will not suffer during that time. Isn't that amazing? So Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the Lord was revealing himself to him. So we mustn't think that the gifts that God has given us are just for full-time ministers. Or as I'm coming church, to church, uh, now today we are having church or we're having connect or, or we, we're doing some, some Christian activity. On your way there, you're praying in tongues. You're stirring yourself up because now you're going to operate in the gifts. <laughs> no, it's for our everyday life. God wants to do life deeply with us every day. Imagine being a mom and the Lord is just revealing things to you concerning your children that bring so much peace to your heart. Huh? Imagine being a businessman and the Lord is just showing you where the next big deals are. Hmm? Imagine, just imagine this. God wants to use these gifts. I mean, he wants to give us these gifts to use. Um, we also see in the book of Acts when, when Paul, Paul was contemplating going to Jerusalem and he's thinking, should I go, should I not? Oh, the book of Acts, if you haven't read it, it's one of my favorite books in the Bible because that's where the action is. The action of the Holy Spirit. My goodness. He's just constantly leading the disciples. Go here. Stay here longer. Move out of there. Pray for this one. People are even getting caught up in the spirit and finding themselves in a different place. There's just so much happening. That the fullness of the Holy Spirit being poured out and moving is in that book. So if you haven't read it, please make it a point to read and study the book of, the, of Acts. It's so brilliant. So in the book of Acts, verse 21, um, I mean, chapter 21, verse, one, verse 10, we see how God sends a prophet. And this prophet ends up where Paul and all the others are. And he takes Paul's belt. And he binds his own hands and feet with this belt. And he says, this is what the Holy Spirit says. Let me just read from Acts 21, verse 10 to 11. After we had been there several days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, coming over to us. He took Paul's belt, bound his own feet and hands, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and hand him over to the Gentiles. So Paul knew, if I go to Jerusalem, this is what's waiting for me here. Now, if the Holy Spirit warns you <laughs> about what's waiting for you at the other side, then you know, ah, let me not go there, right? So Paul said, not only am I ready, I'm not just ready to be bound, but to die. Because he had this passion of taking the gospel wherever. And he just said, God, I am ready. I'm ready to go up there and do your work. And later we see how God also confirmed by his spirit that he is with him and he will carry him through. You know, so 
it's so, it, 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 it's so great because here we see somebody already preparing Paul of what's going to happen. And God wants us to know these things. God wants you to know. What, and, and he doesn't reveal, this is the thing about the gift of wisdom um, concerning the future. God will never show you your whole future, everything all together, all at once. You're just sitting in there. The DVD is just playing in front of you. I must do this, then I'll do this, then I'll do this. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. He shows you a part and a portion when you need it, and then he'll show you a part and a portion, and then he'll show you a part and a portion. And sometimes I think the Lord does this because he knows that we get bored very quickly. <laughs> no? And it's important that we cultivate relationship and we keep praying and we keep pressing in. And we, you know, nobody really puts much effort if they know already, oh, then this is coming. Then every night you're dreaming the whole day through what's going to happen. <laughs> okay? So that is, that is the, the gift of the word of wisdom. And then we move on to the next one, which is the word of knowledge. While the gift of wisdom is revelation concerning future things, the gift of the word of knowledge is revelation concerning past and present. What happened in the past and what is happening currently right now? By revelation. It is fact that God is giving you. By revelation. It's not because you're sitting and you're, you're seeing the person doing it. Oh, I see they're eating ice cream and what? No. It is as you're sitting. You may be just in your car filling your, your tank. And as you're sitting, you just know in your spirit, there's something wrong at home. My child is in danger. And you quickly drive off and truly you find them busy playing with things that they shouldn't play with. If you had been five minutes later, the house would have burned down. You know, you know in that instant something is happening right now. It could be something good, it could be something bad, but God is showing you. And, and this is really what most of the, the um, what is it, the, the healing evangelists, they use this a lot. You know, you'll see the Benny Hins and the uh, Ted Shuttleworths and all these other evangelists, they, they call up somebody and then they ask, isn't your name John? Then the person will say, yes. You drive a, a black car, yes. Your number plate is N215 Ventuk, yes. Okay, you're trusting God for healing in your kidneys. Oh, yes, yes, you know. So because that is the current situation of the person right now. Yeah? And God wants us every day as, as you're going to work and, and you're, you're parking your car as we're encountering people, God wants to show us, you know. Imagine somebody not believing in God at all. They don't know anything about God. And you walk up to them and you say, I see that you've got a daughter that's in hospital at the moment, and you're worried about how you're going to pay for those bills. But the Lord wants you to know that he's got you. And here is my seed towards this. I really believe that God is going to provide. And the person is like, how did you know that my daughter is in the hospital? And, da, da, da. and then you say, no, the Lord has shown me. And he wants you to know that he sees and he knows. Can I pray for you? Yeah? It's not now when the person is like, oh my goodness, how did you know? I know. Me, I've got a gift. <laughs> you know? I know these things. <laughs> you know? Remember, it's pointing the person back to God. Back to the goodness of God. The Holy Spirit always bears witness to the Lord. So it's really, it's, it's, it's uh, facts concerning the present and, and um, yeah, the present 
and the past. Like sometimes you will just know that uh, you will look at a person and especially in ministry, I've experienced this quite a, a number of times where you look at a person, you start ministering to them and the Holy Spirit just reveals to you that there's something that happened in their past that brought them to where they're at now. Huh? So maybe you sense there's bitterness and anger and it's because of a past experience with abuse and hurt and you can see you, you can actually see a picture of what happened there. Amen. So it, it gives you a greater precision to, to minister as well. So some of the examples here, we see Jesus with a Samaritan woman at the well. He had conversation with her about water and all that. And then eventually he asked, he, he, uh, he asked her, please go and call your husband. And then she says, I don't have a husband. And then Jesus says, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. Imagine that. Jesus just knew right there. And some of you are sitting and you're thinking, yeah, but it's Jesus, he's Lord of Lords. And, you know, he can do that. But Jesus wants us to be able to do that. He is our standard. He said, you will be able to do the things that I did and greater. Greater works than this. So Jesus wants us to know that we can do that too. Okay? Now imagine this woman. She, she saw him. She heard him and, and she was so shocked. She said, now I know that you're a prophet. She ran back into a town and said, come and see a man who told, you, who told me everything I've ever done. Even though Jesus just mentioned that, she went to say he's, he mentioned everything. Okay? And then we also see the story of Elisha and Gehazi in 2 Kings 5, verse 20 to 27. We don't have time to go into it, but basically what happened was um, the prophet was ministering to Naaman and ministered to him, uh, freed him and everything. And this man that he ministered wanted to give him a, a blessing, like a gift. He has some money or anything like that. And then he said, no, no, it's fine. You don't need to give me anything. Just go on your way. God bless you and everything. But then the, 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 the servant of the prophet was like, Ay! is my master really saying this guy must just go with all those gifts? So he was just like, man, 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 those are powerful gifts, like nice things that the guy is going back with. So he decided to follow the guy. Nah? And when they were far off, he said to the guy, no, actually, since you left, there have been other people that came and we actually need the... The, the, the monetary gift or the gift that you wanted to give us because we need to attend to those people and what, what. Nah? So then he ended up getting the, ge getting the gifts from Naaman, but he was going to keep it for himself. He went back home and he was just there chilling. And then the prophet, yeah? you can't stay with prophetic people and pull off such things. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to them. <laughs> so then... The prophet said, did I not go with you in spirit? Basically saying, my spirit was open to see what it is that you did when you went to get that gift there without telling me. <laughs> Repent now. No? So he was exposed. So he just knew that this guy went and did this and this and this. Amen. Yeah, and this is normally a lot uh, the gift that ladies, women, wives, they love tapping into. Huh? <laughs> On behalf of the husband, I just know <laughs> that he did A, B, C, D. 
Yeah. So that's the word of knowledge. And then we're going to move on to the last one, which is the gift of discerning of spirits. Okay? Please note it says the gift of discerning of spirits. Not the gift of discernment. A lot of us walk around saying, I've got the gift of discernment. It is discerning the spirits. This is the gift that is spoken about here. So this is a God-given ability to see the, present, the presence and activity of a spirit that motivates a human being, whether it is, a good, whether it is good or bad. So you're, you're, you're able to pick up the spirit behind the person. So it could be either the person's own spirit, the human spirit. It could be the Holy Spirit. Is this person inspired by God? Is this the work of the Holy Spirit? Or it can be of demonic origin. Is this work of a devil? Yeah? And this the Lord really uses a lot, especially in deliverance ministry. It's such a powerful tool because when sometimes you're praying and you're praying, you don't see what's going on. But when God opens your eyes to see, this is the spirit that is operating here. You can name it by what it is and you can cast it out. And also when, when we're in the presence of God, sometimes when people are manifesting and you're thinking, oh, the spirit is moving, it's not even the spirit, it's just the flesh. People are having fun, oh, they, you know. Or sometimes it is the Holy Spirit that is really birthing something, or sometimes it is the presence of a demonic spirit that is making them operate like that. So it is the gift of the discerning of spirits that will allow you to see what is in operation here, what is actually happening here. And friends, this is the gift that we need the most in the church today. We need it so much because not everything that is written Christian, not everyone that comes in the name of a pastor, a prophet, a priest, not, you, you need the gift of discernment to be able, to, I mean discerning of spirits to be able to see what is the spirit that is motivating these people. Because sometimes a person is coming Claiming to be a Christian, claiming to love the Lord, but they're an agent of the enemy that are sent to destroy your life. And it can happen when you're trying to, to start up a business. Oh, this looks like a good business partner. It can happen when you are, whatever it is, wherever you are in life, we must remember that the enemy has counterfeits as well. He has counterfeits. And he will send us what he knows we'll fall for. And a lot of born-again Christians don't always get taken out by the things in the, in the world, the, 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 the fleshy things. There are some that are still weak in those areas and they still want to party and do all these other things. But I'm telling you, the saddest thing is people that know God and are taken out because of a deceiving spirit that came in. Something that looked like God, that sounded like God, that you thought was God, but it was the plan of the enemy and you fell for it. That's so scary. And that's why we need this gift to be able to pick up. Even when you're going to shops, Christian bookshops, and you're looking for a, for a book on a specific issue or a specific topic, not every Christian book, not every Christian book, is, 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 is written um, or inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
Sometimes it's just people's own stories. Not every person that is preaching the gospel is sent by God. Sometimes it's just church business. They say church business is one of the biggest businesses nowadays. Even when there's an economic crisis, you always have money coming in. Huh? Okay? So we need to discern. Not every person that is coming, laying hands, praying for you, releasing blessing, whatever, is of God. Sadly to say, and I'm not sharing this to scare you guys. I'm sharing this so that we are alert and vigilant. Because even the word of God says, in the last day, there will be false prophets rising up. People giving us the opposite counsel of what God is giving us. People coming in, in the name of the Lord, but coming to destroy the work of the Lord. And we need to have the eyes that are open in the spirit to be able to pick up what is operating here and what is not in operation here. You know? And especially people like me in, in ministry as a pastor, I need this gift more than you know, I really, really need it. Because sometimes there are things that are coming my way. I need to know, is this, is this what God wants me to focus on or not? And even when it comes to somebody who needs help, some people are really just sent your way to drain you. Yeah. Huh? They're just there, and then when you're going in, they're calling, oh, I, f- I feel like killing myself now. Then you wanna, they, they, they're just sent as an agent to freak you out all the time to drain you. So you need to know that you have authority and God reveals things to you, and you can speak into situations just like that. And we need to be very, very, very um, fast when God moves, in this, especially when he gives you a word of knowledge and, 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 or he opens your eyes to see the operation of a spirit. You, you, we need to move fast. We mustn't be like, oh, okay, maybe it's just my own mind. Maybe it's just what I'm feeling. Maybe it's just, no, there's no time for this. As a child of God, you know the voice of the Lord. You connect. You know you're, you're connecting with the Holy Spirit. You know that when he speaks, you move fast. And I want to read one of the examples here concerning the discerning of spirits. Um, I mean, we see already with Peter. When uh, Peter was uh, preaching the gospel, again in the book of Acts, there was this guy who was a, a soothsayer, you know, who was, was busy with dark magics and stuff like that. And he also got saved. So he used to make a lot of money out of this operation of, you know, just imagine a witch doctor making lots of money and people are coming to him. So he understood power and he knew what it's like to have power and he was making money out of it. And then he got saved and a whole lot of people got saved and he was following the apostles around and saw how when Peter laid his hands on people, they would get healed or they will receive the Holy Spirit. And he, he was so awed by this. He was like, man, this is so Awesome, I also want that. So he, he, he took a lot of money and gave to Peter and said, also, pray for me so that I receive this, this gift that you have. So that all, when I lay hands on people, they will also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they will also, um, you know, the things that are happening when you're doing it will also happen. And Peter rebuked him and said, your heart is not in the right place. See? He wanted to use the gifts of God for his own purposes. Which is not right. And sometimes people do that. They, use, they may be genuinely the gifts of God that they have, but then they're using it for their own motives and their own to build themselves up and, 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 and their own things. 
But that's not what God wants. That's why this guy was rebuked. Your heart is not in the right place. And then there's an example of Paul and Elimas, or yeah, Elimas, the sorcerer in Acts 13, verse 9 to 10. And I want us to go there quickly. I'm going to read that because it's quite a, a full passage from verse 9. Yes, it's Acts 13, verse 9. Maybe, let's start from verse 6. I'm going to start from verse 6. It just gives a bit more context. Acts 13, verse 6. It says, They traveled through the whole island until they came to Papos. There they met a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar-Jesus, okay, who was an attendant of the proconsul, Sergius Polus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elimas, the sorcerer, for that is what the name means. His name actually means sorcerer. Opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. So here is a guy that's attending to the proconsul here to help him to be able to build things well. But he is operating in sorcery. And then you see, there are men of God that want to, and this guy is actually sending for those people. I need to do everything in my power to stop this from happening. Yeah. So he was stopping um, the, the connection of Paul and the uh, proconsul. Then the word says, Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimas and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind, and for a time you will be unable to see the light of the sun. Judgment. Yeah? But this guy was operating in sorcery, trying to keep people away from God. And God had to come and intervene through his Holy Spirit. He opened Paul's eyes and I, Paul could see what is happening in the spirit. What is this guy really busy with? And you know, that why, that's why the gift of the discerning of spirits is so important because we're living in an age where pretense is the order of the day. Yeah? If I walk a certain way, and I talk a certain way, and I just pretend to be a certain way, then people will think I'm part of this. But if you have the Holy Spirit... He will show you. Because men look on the outside, but God looks on the inside. He sees what this person is busy with. And you'll be amazed. I was sharing in the morning service how people out there in the world are bragging. Guys are bragging about how they can just go get into the church of God and get any sister they want. Yeah? Just by pretending to be born again, you know what? I can just go into that church and I can win any sister. Let's bet which one, which one do you think I should go for? Yeah? And then the sisters are like, oh, he prays in tongues. Oh, he looks like, oh, this guy is so powerful. Yeah? And it's the same with the guys as well. Anointed men of God, the enemy wants to bring down, send a, a, a lovely lady who's just so sweet and everything, and you think, oh, she's got a beautiful spirit. But meanwhile, the spirit that is in operation there, it's, it's a different spirit. The Bible says test the spirits because they're different spirits. 
Not everything. And you know, sometimes I think because we, we really, as a church, we want to, we always hear about loving and not being judgmental and critical and all that. It has caused us to become cold in picking up things and being sharp. Because we don't want to be measured as judgmental, critical, what, what. So it's just love. Just, just love everybody. Just allow. Maybe they're going to change with time. No. If it's demonic, you don't want it there. No? So either they repent and they get set free or they take their spirits and go. Yeah? But we have to be sharp. We have to trust God when he opens our eyes to see in these areas. Amen. So those are our revelation gifts, and we can use them, you know, in our everyday life. You can discern whom to, let me just give this example. When Jesus, um, when Jesus looked at, N N N I always struggle to mention this name, but Nathaniel, ne? when Jesus saw him coming, he looked at him and he said, there is an Israelite, a true Jew, in whom there's no, um, who has no, nothing false in him. Yeah? He was discerning the spirit that this guy has. He is a man of integrity. He was able to see that this is a man of integrity. And this guy looked at him and said, how did you know that this is who I am? And he said, I saw you while you were sitting in the fig, under the fig tree. So this is the, the, the discerning of spirits operating with the word of, of knowledge. Because he saw him earlier sitting under the tree. No? But he was able to discern this is the kind of spirit, this is the kind of character this person is. And so as we're going about our daily lives, um, putting business proposals and working under people and all that, God wants to reveal to us where to go and where not to go, who to be busy with and who not to be busy with, and all that through these gifts. They're so powerful. They're so powerful. God doesn't just want us to go around aimlessly, just praying and then hoping it, it works out. No, he answers when you pray. He says, don't go here, go here, do this, move here. He, he, he speaks. When you encounter somebody, he shows you. Yeah? He shows you what is this person about. I want you to pray for this person. This is what I want you to pray. If you desire ministry and you're a connect leader or anything, God shows you how to minister to your people. So we are called to be those people that are set apart of God to be able to operate in these gifts. And I will close with this uh, example of a man who invested his money in a certain company, and the Lord showed him. Like years later, the Lord just showed him, you need to get your money out of there and invest it somewhere else because that place is going down. And he immediately acted. Now imagine if he had not acted. He would have lost all that money. Do you know that God is, he, God is really genuinely interested in our lives, in what we're doing with our time, in what we're doing with our studies, in what we're doing. So he wants to direct us. He wants to direct us. And we must take a hold of these gifts. So I want to pray for us. If we could just all stand. just want to pray for us again for an unlocking of these gifts an unlocking and a, a revealing. Because as I said earlier, it's, it's not just good enough to know about these gifts. We need to operate in them. God wants us to operate in them because the power, the power of the Holy Spirit is here.
God has empowered us. The Bible says Jesus was anointed to destroy all the works of the enemy. And now he has anointed us and he has set us apart to go and destroy all the works of the enemy. And he has not left us alone. He has given us the Holy Spirit who empowers us to do these things. And so this morning, I just want to pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for these revelation gifts in our midst. I pray for a stirring of these gifts right now. Just stretch your hands towards the heaven as a sound sign of surrender unto the Lord to just release and empower you in these gifts right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for an unlocking of these gifts where they may be dormant right now. I call them forth in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we will walk this earth as those called by you, set aside by you, and empowered by you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, Father, that you have called us to be your vessels and we're going out in power. I thank you for an unlocking of the word of wisdom. I thank you for an unlocking of the of the gift of word of knowledge i thank you for an unlocking of the discerning of spirits in our midst oh father god lord that no longer will we as christians be caught off guard but we will be the first to see the first to know because you reveal it in your in us oh father god through your spirit oh father god thank you lord that we will be on the cutting edge oh father god releasing ideas bringing forth things from your kingdom here on earth oh father god because you have called us for such a time as this, oh Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for that. If you don't know the Lord this morning, it is very, it is impossible for you to operate in these gifts because the source is the Holy Spirit. And therefore this morning, if you're here and you do not have a relationship with the Lord, the Lord is saying you're missing out. You're missing out on the plan and purpose that he has for you. You're missing out on intimacy with him. You're missing out on operating in the strength and the grace that is released over your life. So if you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to the Lord, I just want you wherever you are, if you haven't given your life to the Lord and you would like to give your life to the Lord, wherever you are, please just raise your hand. I would like to pray with you this morning. Is there anyone, is there anyone who would like to give their life to the Lord? Please raise your hand. High enough for me to be able to see. I see some hands raised here, but I know it's for the receiving of the Holy Spirit. So if you're here and you're raising your hand, you want to accept the Lord, I just want to ask you to please step to the, to the front. Just come to the front here so that we can pray with you. Heaven is rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. Amen. Heaven is rejoicing. Amen. You can just turn face towards me. Is there anyone else? The Lord wants you to enter into relationship with him. Yes, even the children. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Is there anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for you in a minute. Just stay here. I really sense the Holy Spirit is moving. He's hovering over us right now. Let us just continue to engage Him wherever you are. Just focus on the Lord right now. Just focus on the Holy Spirit. Focus. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you, Father, that you want to move in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you're bringing freedom, 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 freedom. Freedom in a higher level, oh, Father God. Ah, thank you, Jesus. 
I'm going to start calling out just some words that God is giving me in this place. And as I, if, if I mention something and you identify with that, I also just want you to come to the front because we're going to pray for you. As uh, I want to release everybody else, but I, I want to pray for you. If you identify with any of these words that I'm releasing right now, I sense that there's somebody here who's been having sleepless nights because you're being tormented by bad spirits. You struggle to sleep at night. You've been crying out to God to deliver you and you feel like you don't have freedom in that area. The Lord wants to set you free this morning. If that's you, you're being tormented by spirits, please come to the front. We want to minister to you. I also sense that there's somebody here that has pain in the hip. You struggle to walk properly because of pain in the hip. The Lord wants to set you free from that pain this morning. If that's you, please come to the front. We also want to pray for you. I also see somebody that also, again, back pains. We had a lot of back pains this morning, and I see again there's back pain, lower back, especially in the, in the center of the lower back. If that's you, God wants to minister healing to you this morning. Please come to the front. We want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for that release. I also see kidney failure. If there's anyone that's struggling with kidneys right now, there is a pain in your kidneys. You're trusting God for, for freedom in your kidneys right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord wants to heal you. Please come to the front. There will be leaders that are praying with you right now. And I, I sense the Lord saying that there's somebody who needs to make a crucial, crucial decision. You're caught, you're almost like in the middle of, 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 a, of, of a valley. And you have the decision that you make right now. It's going to... It's going to be very important for where you're going. And you've been crying out to him and you've been saying, God, I need to know what to choose. This morning, the Lord is saying, I am releasing my spirit of wisdom over you. I am going to show you exactly what to do in this situation. And if that's you, you've been trusting, you've been sitting in a place of receiving counsel from the Lord. The Lord wants to give you an answer. And if that's you, please come to the front. We want to pray with you. I also see like a stomach uh, obstruction, some kind of stomach uh, pain. I don't know if it's gastritis or some, just something in the stomach that is not sitting well. The Lord also wants to set you free from that. If that's you, please come to the front. We're going to pray for you in, the, in, a, in a while, in a, in a bit. So I just want to call some leaders also to come to the front and just stand behind these people to come and minister. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are healing. We thank you, Lord, that you're God of purpose. You're a God of destiny. You want to, to set the captives free, oh, Father God. And we commit these people to your hands, oh, Father God, and we thank you for that. So the, the, this we're going to minister in a while. But I also want to encourage you, if you're still trusting God also, for just healing or any provision that specific needs that you need prayer for please do not be afraid to come later as well after the service but otherwise i just want to say god bless you may you go in his grace and his strength to take captive every work of the enemy to conquer as you're going forth and may you be victorious god bless you and have a wonderful week ahead don't forget tomorrow, prayer and fasting. Corporate fast, I mean prayer. Yeah, 5.30. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.